0: now back to fitness fanatics on 93 7 a ticket and the ticket fm.com
1: all right welcome back into the fitness fanatics we're joined in studio by chris whitney so chris the main reason that we wanted you to be here today wasn't to talk about sports or techno super bowl which was fun probably be one of the most a good fun, time yeah. one of the most fun segments that we've had on this show we are
2: sports station <laughs> for me you anyway. like to talk about sports sometimes
1: so in 2021 you did something that i think is cool but crazy at the same time so 2021 tell our audience what you did in 2021
0: so i had gotten back into running the year before um, had mostly been going to the gym, you know, pre pandemic. Uh, there's one just up the street from us within a half a mile. So I was pretty much living at the gym doing strength training, um, almost exclusively. And so I'd run a half marathon back in 2010, had kind of suffered through a few in the years after that. And so in the back of my head, I was like, I really want to get back into running. And so I'd never been able to really successfully do it. So once 2020 came along, gym kind of shuts down, kind of reevaluates some things. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the sign To get back into running, I've got the time. This is all I can really do for the time being. So uh, maybe time to rediscover that love for it. So I did. And then in 2021, I was able to take parts in an organization and be a part of an organization and what they do each year, which is a cross-country relay for an organization called MS Run the U.S., it raises money for people that have multiple sclerosis it helps them live better lives through home improvements maybe they need some help with you know some of their bills for medications things like that so this organization is based out of milwaukee wisconsin every year they have a relay that starts in santa monica california Starts in April and then goes all the way to New York City. So it goes all the way across the country. Mm -hmm. There's 19 different segments. So each (laughs) runner runs one of those 19 segments. So some of the segments are five days long. Some are six. Some are seven days. And basically, that person runs however many miles. So some of the segments are... I think the shortest one is like 145 (laughs) miles or something. And some are as many as 220. Whoa. So it's, it's long. So I ran... A six-day segment, 165 miles, is segment number nine that goes from Ray, Colorado to Holdridge, Nebraska. And so each year, the the route is pretty much the same. They've changed it somewhat over the years, but over the last few years, it's pretty much been the same. So I did that segment. It was, I believe, June 10th through the 15th of 2021. So I ran from Ray to Holdridge. It was about 30 miles a day for those first five. And then the last day, I feel like a jerk for saying this, but only had 15 or 16 miles to do. (laughs) But um, it was to raise money for MS Run the US, the organization. And so each runner is not only tasked with running those segments, but to raise at least $10,000. And so I was very fortunate. Had great support, uh, certainly from guys here at 93.7 The Ticket. I was able to talk on it with a few, a uh, few shows, and then throughout the community here, and then also up in Omaha. But able to tell my story, we were able to raise uh, over seventeen thousand dollars for awesome. my segment that year. So it was it was by far <clears throat> probably one of the best things I've ever done, and uh, always look back on it with such fond memories. So, like, how did you hear about? Do you have a, a, like a
1: connection? Yeah. Like you know somebody that has MS? Like. Most people don't just think, "Oh, well, this sounds great. I'm going to go <laughs> run 145 miles yeah. in sit five days, six days, without a purpose for it." Mm-hmm. You know, so sure, yeah. How how did that connection? Like, how did you hear about this organization? And give us your the personal background story as to why you decided to do this particular event.
0: So I heard about this organization. I had seen some news stories when this because the, the segment after. Uh, The one that I had done finishing at Holdridge actually goes from Holdridge to Lincoln. And so over the years, I had seen some news stories on this happening. And so the reason why it was important to me with multiple sclerosis is my mom has MS. She's had it since I was about four years old. Um, It's been very tough on her. She's wheelchair bound. She has been for about the last 20 years or so. Um, And it's obviously had a profound impact on my life, on my dad and my brother's lives, our family's lives, and... Um, you know, I guess growing up, it always kind of felt like we had this thing where we didn't really know how to relate to other people. Um, you know, you'd heard of people that had cancer or maybe some other ailments and that was maybe more common, whereas I didn't really know anybody else that had a family member or knew somebody else that had MS. And so getting to know the people through this organization, getting to hear their stories, hearing other people that I knew, that had a connection to MS that I did not know previously had Mm -hmm. that connection. So getting to hear those stories, that all kind of started to make sense and click. And so it was summer of 2020. I saw that uh, the relay had to be virtual that year. They didn't do the actual in-person stuff, but so they had a woman here that was kind of running a bunch of miles like through Wilderness Park and was trying to do as much as she could. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I saw the story on this, and so I was like, oh, yes, I remember this. And so I started looking at the organization a bit more, went on their website, And thought, well, you know, I'm getting into running, but this is an awful lot. Like the most I I had done in one stretch was a half marathon. Mm -hmm. I had done a few. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe sometime down the road, but I really want to be involved with this organization. So I thought they have a program, an ambassador program. So you kind of help fundraise a little bit, maybe put on an event or just kind of share the message, whatever you can do. And so they were looking for applications for 2021. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe not this year, but maybe in mm-hmm. 2022. Like, I'll train up. I'll keep running. We'll see if I still like this. Right. 2022, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I just woke up one morning in, like, October, I think it was, when they were getting ready to kind of finalize their, their interviews for the team. And so I told my wife, <laughs> I'm just going to go for it. I'm going mm-hmm. to submit my application. We'll see what happens. And so... Didn't hear anything for a little bit. Thought, okay, that's fine. And so, then a couple weeks later, I did hear from the uh, the woman who runs the organization. Is a woman named Ashley Schneider. Her husband, Aaron, kind of helps her out with some of the logistics and some of those things. So he emailed me. He had emailed me like right after I would submitted my application, but I had not seen it. It went to a wrong folder oh, no. or something. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "Hey, just reaching out one more time. Like we're trying to figure out everything. Uh, seeing if you wanted to chat about this." And I was like, "Oh yes, absolutely, by one hundred percent." So. Did an interview for about an hour over Zoom. It was great. Got to talk to Ashley then as well after that for a second interview, and uh, they selected me. And so then it kind of became pretty real. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, we've got to get done with this. They've got a program that they set up and was fairly confident we could make it work, and we did. So did you
1: like? Did you get to pick a leg? Because like, I'm thinking, okay, running to Holdridge— that doesn't sound like there's a, I, like, I want to run from Santa Monica, right? Yeah. Or, sure. or like, so how do they determine? Cause obviously you don't want to do the leg that runs through the mountains. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> those you, are tough. You are don't want to do those, but right. you want to have something to look at besides, you know, the cows or the mm-hmm. fields or, you know, cause I, when you were doing that, I remember we were kind of following you cause you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff. So I'd see the pictures and I'm like, There's just not a lot to look at out here. Like (laughs) Nicole and I have ran, um, when we go on vacations and stuff, like we've ran in New York city and we've ran in Santa Monica and like being able to look at something while you're running Mm -hmm. that far makes it so much easier in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So how did you get, did, did you get to choose which leg or they were just like, maybe the reason he got back to you so fast is because they needed somebody to run like the boringest leg on the whole run. Well,
2: I would remind you that it's really not about the running. Oh, I know. I'm just wondering, I'm just, but yeah. there are you're probably, doing it for a better, a bigger cause. Well, I know, but
1: there are probably like nicer stretches. Really. Well, like, sure. Oh,
0: I get to see this. Yeah. Oh, sure. And I, and I think that's, um, you know, part of it was that they have had really good success with people from Nebraska being on board with this, mm-hmm. uh, the greater Omaha, uh, Trail runners, the goats. Yeah, they have helped out in years past with this. They've had previous runners that have done it. Uh, there's a woman named Christina Myatt who has done it. Um, I think multiple years, probably three or four years. Um, and she's in the Lincoln, Omaha area, and she's done it too. But so they had asked me in the interview, like, "Hey, are you willing to fly out for this?" And so I said, "Yeah, I, I could do that." And or would you prefer something closer to home? And so I was like, "Well, that'd be okay too." You know, mm-hmm. I guess I really don't have a preference, right? And so I, I guess I, I kind of thought that maybe I was going to get to do the next leg, the Holdridge to Lincoln leg, mm-hmm. just because of being from the Lincoln, Omaha area. I thought, well, th- this will be great. You know, I can finish, get the celebration yeah. in my hometown. You know, my, my mom still lives here. My, my dad and brother yeah. do too. So I thought, okay, it would be this one. And so it was kind of a surprise when I got the initial like confirmation letter because they said, oh, you're running this segment. And I was like, oh, okay. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. I mean, that's cool. I haven't really been out there. And that's... Uh, you know, definitely something we can do. It's drivable, don't have to fly out for it. And so with ease of everything, it's great. My wife is from Lexington, Nebraska, so that's, you know, close-ish to kind of where that finishes up in Holdridge and everything. And so logistically, it made a lot of sense. It was good, and I think just doing that um, with all the gear I had to take, it, it was good to do it that way versus like trying to get all of that and like fly out to California or fly out to New York or something like that. True. Um, a lot easier. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of a surprise, but I kind of thought that I would get one of the segments at least that was through, through Nebraska. Mm-hmm. What, um,
1: what's the training look like for something like this? Cause we've both done full marathons. So we've trained, for full marathons. Ish. so
2: We're not the best trainers. We're, we're not good at training for long runs. We're
1: we're, com- we, we, we're completers. Yeah,
2: we get it done. It's not we for always printing. We're not completers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and
0: I think that's <laughs> the biggest thing with those programs is you just to get it done. Yeah. for the, Especially for MS around the U.S. And so a lot of it is dependence on in the later stages of your training because you can kind of have, you know, some fun when you start out just to build mileage and things like that. But a lot of it toward the end... Is so if you're training for like a half marathon or a marathon, a lot of the emphasis is on doing a long run on maybe a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right. So you build up to that. Well, with MS run the U S when you kind of continue the program, when you get towards the ends, so you've got say, we'll say a 20 mile run on a Saturday, the the biggest key is to then follow it up the next day with another long run Mm -hmm. because uh, the emphasis is really just time spent on feet. So it's not about speed. It's not a race. It's just to get the miles done every day, whether you're walking, whether you're jogging or whatever it is, you know, just to get the miles done. So that was the biggest, um, you know, kind of thing to look forward to. And so I think when I was doing the program, the most miles a week I was running was about 70, which for full marathon training, that's, that's about right. You know, maybe on the lowish end, depending on what program you're doing, but Um, So it was up to about 70 miles a week. I was running every day. That program had called for, you know, a rest day on Monday. But, you know, I would just like to to get out there, keep my legs moving a little bit, you know, do a little three or four mile jog or something like that and work up to the longer ones after that. But, yeah, it was was all about, you know, building on the big mileage day and then coming back the next day, maybe not doing a full 20 or 22, but, you know, putting in 10 or 15 or whatever it might be. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a big
2: time commitment. (laughs) Certainly was. It was a lot
0: easier because we were working at home at that time, and so by the time we got back in the office, you know, it was right before the the my segment was starting. So I'd already Mm -hmm. pretty much done all the heavy lifting and all of that. But yeah, that'll be one of the biggest challenges this time around is trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to fit it in with a job that involves you know a ninety minute commutes each day round trip, and then fitting in all the miles too so
2: i do have a question so because in our next segment we'll kind of talk about that about what you have coming up and maybe talk a little bit about your experience the first time but for our listeners who might not know can you give us a little education about ms and like kind of what it is i think a lot of people it's back in the news now because with the christina applegate right you know she was diagnosed with it and so i think it's out there but i still don't think everybody really knows what what it really means to have that kind of diagnosis. So if you could share a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think a a lot of, since I've been able to be a part of this, a lot of it has been some education on Mm -hmm. that front too. And so one of the things that I did learn is that everybody's diagnosis is different. Mm -hmm. So there's different types of MS. Um, Some are more what's called primary progressive. So they kind of maybe start out a little bit slower on the symptoms end, but once they start to appear a little bit more, it really goes downhill quickly. And I think that was that was kind of what happened with my mom, because when she was diagnosed, it was late 80s, and so the treatments weren't very great for that at that time. And so, you know, when I was growing up, like, we would play catch in the backyard or go on walks or stuff like that, you know, do active, you know, kind of things. And so from about a four-year stretch, though, like into the 2000s and kind of the after that, it really went downhill quickly for that. And so that's where the progressive part of that kicks in mm-hmm. where, you know, you get more lesions. Um, and this attacks
2: know, the brain primarily? And, yeah. Okay.
0: And just kind of your nerves and nerves, your nervous yeah. system and things like that. Okay. So um, so then, you know, things, uh, you know, symptoms start to appear like, you know, numbness in your hands and your feet. You don't quite have the reflexes that you do. Um, and so it just kind of depends on the person. Everybody's a little bit different. Treatments have evolved over the years to kind of mitigate some of those things. Um, there's been some, some research that suggests that, you know, your diets can play a big part in that. Uh, some people have to adapt with special diets and things like that. But that's the biggest thing, I think, is just that it's different for everybody. If it's not a primary progressive, it's one maybe that's a little more manageable uh, depending on what medications you can take, as those continue to, to continue to evolve as well. But um, yeah, that was the one thing that was really striking to hear was just that everybody's story w- was not the same. It mm-hmm. was it was completely different.
2: That has to be really hard from like a research and standpoint too. You know, it's like you think you get one thing, and then you you know everything changes. So that has to be of yeah, hard
0: absolutely. Yeah. And I think the number it's, it affects something like two point seven million people worldwide. I think is something along those lines, but um, yeah, it's just, it's something that it was always kind of there. I, I didn't really know how you to react. You didn't know any different yeah. either. That's, you know, from your age. Didn't know but... anything else. And so then when I would hear stories of, oh, like, uh, my, my friend has it or my wife has it and then like, oh, they, they still go out and golf or they walk or something. And then my mom's, you know, in a wheelchair, it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's not fair. Yeah, you know, this, this sucks. And so, but it was a lot of education there. It was hearing other people's stories, how they were able to kind of make the best of the situation certainly and how to adapt to obviously a very big change and a very big event in their lives mm-hmm. all right yep. well why yep. don't we go ahead and take a break
1: and yep. we'll be back here uh next thing i want to talk about um kind of recovery and then also the big day in 22 or not day the week. days the week yeah, yeah <laughs> to talk about that and experiences yeah. and stuff like that so we'll be right yeah. back with chris whitney on 93.7 the ticket